0: You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Deanna Lee.
1: And I'm Evan Banks. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's February 21st.
0: Since the 1960s, bilateral nuclear arms control agreements between the United States and Russia have helped enhance strategic stability, bolster deterrence, and avoid a costly arms race. But only one such bilateral treaty remains today. It's called the New Start Agreement, and it's set to expire less than a year from now. In a new paper, Rand's Frank Klotz says that it would be prudent for Washington to take steps now to extend the New Start Agreement. There are a few reasons for this. First, re-upping the deal would constrain Russia's nuclear forces for another five years. Second, it would provide the U.S. with insight into Russian nuclear forces beyond what more traditional intelligence collection and analysis can offer. And third, it would buy time to pursue a broader, multilateral deal that also includes China, which is expanding its own nuclear
1: capabilities. Last month, the Trump administration unveiled its Middle East peace plan. The proposal trumpets integrating Israel into the region – promising economic windfalls, with growth and prosperity for all. The vision is based on the notion that if Israel were to be accepted as a normal player in the region, then it would gain the confidence to make the hard calls for peace with the Palestinians. But according to Rand's Dalia Dasa the administration's plan fails to address a fundamental problem, how Israelis and Palestinians can agree to live on the same land together. Israel can only go so far in normalizing ties with its neighbors without having an agreed-upon resolution to its conflict with the Palestinians, she says. Any viable peace plan must recognize these realities and, quote, not just the momentary alliances that allow Israel to avoid the hard choices.
0: Vaping and vaping products have been in the news quite a bit over the last year, but there are some new tobacco devices hitting the market now. These devices heat tobacco, but don't burn it, to produce a nicotine-containing aerosol. This is somewhat similar to vaping, but it's the aerosol that users inhale, rather than the vapor that's produced with vaping devices. A new RAND study finds that many younger Americans are already aware of these products, and young people are more likely to use them if they've previously used other tobacco products, marijuana, or other drugs. Most people don't know about these heated tobacco products yet, but these devices are what we will see the tobacco industry promote in the U.S. market over the next couple of years. And as heated tobacco products become more popular, it will be important to monitor their use to understand the potential public health effects.
1: In the field of medicine, the golden hour is the crucial time after a traumatic injury, when medical attention can be the difference between life and death. RAND researchers recently examined whether this notion also applies to the early phase of stability operations. They found, in fact, that the steps taken in the first weeks and months of a stability operation are critical for improving the odds of setting a country that's been ravaged by conflict on a path to sustainable peace. To better understand this issue, the researchers reviewed U.S. stability operations in post-World War II Germany and Japan, as well as more recent examples, such as cases in Afghanistan and Iraq. They came away with some key lessons. One of the most important, integrating political and military planning from the start is vital.
0: Algorithms are a powerful tool for social media platforms, churning through data to shape what content people see online. The growing concerns about how algorithm-based services enable social media profiling and targeting, and how they affect the spread of misleading information, are understandable. In 2018, when the Cambridge Analytica scandal broke, people were shocked to learn, maybe for the first time, how their personal data and behaviors online were being used for targeted Facebook ads. Many other concerning details have emerged since then, including the claim that YouTube's algorithms and filtering software may help to radicalize viewers. But it's important to remember that while algorithms are at the core of the decision-making process for social media platforms, they are just one part of this issue. Rand experts say that software platforms do have a responsibility to regulate their content, but oversight authorities and social media users themselves can also play a role. How? By remaining vigilant about their choices and the influence of their decisions in how social platforms mediate that content.
1: Rand is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org/podcast. See you next week.